welcome to the Loose Forward Podcast. I'm Andy. And I'm Callum. And we're all about Rugby League. The M62 and beyond. Good evening. Good evening. Are you well? Yeah. Yeah. Um, coming home, innit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're in a, we're in a, a, a strange... Um, situation this week I think how with most people like rugby league's taking a even more of a back seat this week hasn't it I mean I was on Twitter um just before we we started doing this and even though we all we follow is rugby league accounts on on um the LFP Twitter which you can follow us at at loose forward pod yeah um and it was just full of football yeah even just everybody, it's gone. It's gone crazy. Yeah, and uh, glossing over football, uh, I think England will never get a better chance than this time round to to win something, will they? No, it doesn't look like it, does it? So there you go. Anything else this week you've been up to? Uh, just work every day. Why? People let me down. You mean me, don't you? Yeah. Where was I? Wimbledon. It was good though. Well, actually, we didn't see any play until uh, four o'clock. Because of the rain? Yeah. That's what you get for going with Whereas it. Whereas in the north? It was, yeah, it was blistering. 21 degrees and blue sky. Yeah. Wimbledon sat there and sat there in the rain, watching the covers. Up yours, London. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and we did get on. It was, uh, it, it, it was okay, but I felt, I did feel a little bit cheated. I bet you did. So, I bet you did. There you go. So, anyway, what's been happening in Rugby League? Only one place to start, I think, this week, because there's been no NRL games, has there? No, so the the NRL um, segment is uh, disappeared this week. So we're just going to go straight into State of Origin game two, I think, aren't we? Yeah, and... and oh. Apologies if you're a, if you're a Queenslander and you're listening. Yeah, it's um, it's not been a good series for Queensland, has it? And and um, you know there was even more before they even kicked off. There was there was drama. Reese Walsh, who who we were saying last week, had split you know a lot of the the journalists and the press and stuff right down the middle with his selection. Anyway, um, was injured his hamstring and was out and couldn't play anyway. Mm. Um, and then all the the Ronaldo Mulitalo stuff and his eligibility. I think he was told what four or five hours or whatever before before kick off that they weren't going to play him because they wasn't sure about his his eligibility. Even though he's he's played under eighteens and under twenties for Queensland, and he's turned out not to be eligible. I think hasn't he? So yeah. So I, I don't know what would have. Come of it if they had have played him. I don't know what the the um, the punishment no, point. for that yeah. is. Yeah. So it won't be a points deduction. <laughs> no, definitely not. So I don't know, but no, it's a good point actually. Mm. But you wouldn't you think that that'd be all sorted before you got that uh, yeah. that close to kick off or yeah, not letting the poor lad, you know. Think he's going to achieve his dream of representing Queensland? You know he's he's done it all through his you know his youth career and stuff. And then 
few hours before kickoff says actually we don't think you're you're from Queensland. A bit like Tony Cascarino in football. He yeah. played about eighty games for Ireland, but wasn't eligible for any of them. <laughs> At least he played them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, what about the the game itself? Queensland nil, New South Wales. 26. And I suppose the best thing you can say from Queensland point of view is an improvement on the first game. Oh, yeah. Or was it? Uh, I thought the scoreline flattered Queensland. I thought it should have been way, way more than 26, personally. Yeah. Well, I mean, what was equally impressive for me as the attack for New South Wales was the defence because there was three times when Queensland were over the line yeah, and and had the ball knocked out or held up or yeah whatever, but the the, the scrambling defence actually over the goal line, you know, and in, in actual fact, then there if you look at it that way, it could have been twenty six eighteen, and then we might be having a different conversation where people were saying actually they run them close. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, we said it about game one, um, how how good the line defence was from from New South Wales, and it it got better if anything somehow. You know, there was the, the Turbo Tom tri-saver on the, the coats, which you would have put, you know, your money, all your money in your world for him scoring that. That was when he got he, the ball. We dived in with his, the wrong hand in effect, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And and, and, and Trebojevic, you know, managed to, to nudge the arm, didn't he? And, yeah. and, and, it, maybe, and it come loose. And there was another one from... Maybe because he's used to playing on the other side. Possibly. Possibly. Maybe that's just a... An instinct thing, yeah. You know, in the in the moment, it's like, well, I need to. This is the hand I feel comfortable doing it with. Mm. Um, and there was another one, wasn't there? Right, right at the end, it didn't make a difference, but it was just the that these aren't crossing the line attitude yeah, um, from uh, Brian Toto yeah. on Kyle Felt. Yeah, where Kyle Felt was just sort of over the line. They put the kick through, didn't they? And he had it That's in his true. hands, and he just managed to do enough to to put him off and. Sort of, sort of tackling, didn't he? And yeah, I mean, I, I thought the game turned fifteen minutes in um, with the Latrell Mitchell intercept try. Yeah, I, was... I thought the game really turned. Yeah, because and then the biggest thing, I've, the biggest thing I've got in here is that Latrell Mitchell always looks a bit fat. That's what <laughs> I've written down. Well, nobody... he doesn't look fit, does he? No, but he ran ninety meters and nobody got near him. Really. I know, but do you know what I mean. I know what you mean. I know exactly what you're saying. But I was watching Latrell Mitchell and I was thinking, "You're a centre." Yeah. There's no way. Could the two games that he's had in this Origin, he's been. I think he might have even got man of the match in this one. But he had a shout for the first game as well. Right. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. I'm going to pull you up here because I said to you a couple of weeks ago that Latrell Mitchell to me didn't look like a fullback. And he and he was a centre, and I said I don't see it with him at fullback. And you went and you pulled, you rolled your eyes at me and went, really? Roll my eyes? Well, you 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 raised your I don't eyebrows. Think so. I think you remember what you want to remember. It's the way I remember. What it. I said was, I didn't think I thought he'd been doing a good job at fullback. I never said he wasn't a fullback. I said I thought I thought he'd been doing a good job at centre. Well, I don't think he is a fullback. Uh, fullback. Still. But but you the centre position. I think it's a no brainer, isn't it? Well, I think I think he's a better centre than he is a fullback. I think he does a good job at fullback, and you know he's he's got good hands and stuff, and he's got that quick sort of tip on pass when he's playing for Souths and things like that. But when you're watching him in the centre in these two games, you just think 
you would be the world's best centre. Yeah. He's been yeah. incredible. He's, he ripped him to bits down the side, down the down the edges, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. You know, when if he hadn't got that intercept, would Queensland have gone in, in the corner? I mean, the way the game ended up going, you would say probably not, but... I think it was a big turning point. Though. It was a massive turning point. Um, and and the other killer was really was the uh, Trevojevic try right on half-time where Adokar made a break down the right-hand side and just give it back in to, to Turbo Tong. I think it was like 32nd, 33rd minute. And that made it 18-0 then. You can see fear in defenders' faces when you think, oh, no, I've given him too much room. And yeah. then he's gone. Yeah. It's too late then. It's split second and he's gone. Yeah. Um. The other thing I, I noticed about the uh, about the fox in this game was absolutely loved it. He was, he was pretty was, much yeah. baiting the crowd. Yeah, yeah. He's just like wide-eyed and pumping him up or... Thumping his chest. Slam, slapping the New South Wales badge and... Yeah, and, yeah. and really sort of like at the crowd. Pointing fingers at him. Yeah. Yeah, he was really... He loves it, doesn't he? Yeah. Absolutely loves it. And it wasn't just once. It was both his tries and the one that he set up for Turbo Tom. He was he was really good, really <laughs> yeah. good. Um, they they all were they were all really good. But I I thought Mitchell and uh, the Fox in particular were were phenomenal. Yeah. Um, should Daily Cherry Evans have been Simbind? Um, I don't. I'm not sure. But then you dread to think what the score might have been if he'd have gone off for ten minutes. Mm. I know there was a lot of all the commentators and that were saying that it should have been ten minutes, and he did take him out. But I thought the fullback was was pretty much there. I thought Val Holmes was pretty much there, which when, I think is what he said. What the referee said, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but everybody seemed to be saying that he should have been simbined. I thought it was. I mean, I suppose it is a professional foul whether the fullback's there or not. But it doesn't. There seems to be this thing, doesn't there, in rugby league where if he's not going to score, it's not a professional foul. Or mm. and and I think. There's a definite case for Origin games being refereed slightly differently to NRL games. Yeah, yeah, I agree. No more, no simbinings again. I think there's, yeah, and I think there's a there's a, a desire, if you like, as well, to keep thirteen aside. Yeah, on, yeah, definitely know, on the pitch. I tell you what, we talk about referee though. Um, I can't remember who the who the culprit was, if you like, but New South Wales had a try disallowed. Um, and he, he hadn't, whoever it was, it might have been Trebojevic, I'm not sure, but he hadn't got back in front of the play the ball. Oh, yeah. And they scored yeah. a great try. Yeah. The Fox went down the side, kicked, kicked it, it yeah. and, they, and they scored off it. I tell you what, though, and, and I thought, what a spot. Yeah. From the referee. Or the touches, or whoever. whoever whoever's. I think it was Trebojevic. Yeah. He hadn't got back, had he? And then he no. joined in the play. Yeah. It was a great try. A great try. <laughs> but I thought, do you know what? In the in the heat of that moment, yeah, and that free flowing rugby league, and they've gone what seventy meters, yeah. And I thought, what an absolutely fantastic spot that is from the referee. That is top class refereeing. Yeah, it was a great decision and and well spotted. Yeah, you know, by, the, ju- by the officials. I just and... thought that was really, really good from uh, Gerard Sutton doing his. 163rd origin game on the trot or something. <laughs> yeah, they got no other referees. I don't think so. But that's probably why he does it. Yeah, because probably. that because of that instance alone, if you like. Yeah, it was it was really good decision. Um, but it was 
it wasn't that it was a, a letdown because it was still, you know, a really good game and some of the stuff that New South Wales played was phenomenal. It's just like, it wasn't, it's not the same, is it, when it's a blowout? No, I think for us in this country, I think it still has the the magic, still has the um, the excitement of, well, we, we, we're just glad to watch these top class players, I think. Yeah. Um, on the occasion, whereas I think, I think in Australia they're a little bit more concerned about these the blowouts and, and what's happening. I think, aren't they? I think than, than probably we are. Yeah. Um, because I mean, if you look at the facts, New South Wales have won three of the last four series now, and um, Queensland, you could argue, were quite fortunate last year. Oh, or, definitely. Yeah. I think this is what they were expecting twelve months ago. Yeah. And I'm not quite sure what's what's changed because the team is very, very similar. Yeah. I mean, what now for Queensland? Ugh. One match to go. What now? I don't think it matters. They're just playing for, for a bit of pride, I think, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, what Coop- little they can salvage. I mean, Cooper Cronk was scathing um, of Daily Cherry Evans, wasn't he, this week? Did you see it? Good. Um, where he was saying that, uh, he's the halfback. Don't deflect criticism. You're the halfback. You're the leader. You're not telling your lead runners where to go. You know, you, you've got to take a chunk of responsibility. And he said, like, you know, he said, and I've run out at Suncorp loads of times, and that's uh, motivation in itself. Mm. Um, and he said, if if that was me, I'd be going back in the the the, the sheds at half time, and I'd be looking at myself. Um, and I'd, I'd be thinking, what you know, where, where's my responsibility in this? Yeah, and he was he was quite scathing. Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised. You know, he was at the heart of Queensland, wasn't he, for for many many years, and some of the teams he played in and stuff. But he was just a champion, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, and we all know that I don't really like Daily Cherry Evans either. But I think it just proves the point that I don't really understand the hype about him and how really how he's got the honours that he's he's had in his career. Mm. Yeah. If you if you flick it forward six months, and I know we're still in a little bit of doubt um, from an Australia point of view around the World Cup, but how many Queenslanders are making the the Kangaroos team? Because I've only got two. Well, yeah. that's a question on Twitter, won't we? By um, six again, it was like you know, would would New South Wales win the World Cup on their own? Um, and we sort of said that yes. Yeah, I think you answered that one, didn't you? About yeah, because yeah. it just I, I I think that that New South Wales team will be pretty much how the Kangaroos line up, bar bar one or two, like maybe Monster Monster sneaks in at six, uh, Papalie. Yeah, probably in the front row, unless only, he goes to Samoa. The, I'm pretty sure he's come out and said that he would love to play for Samoa. Well, they're, they're the only two I've got. Yeah, um, prob- probably. The, the, there'll be a few in the squad, but actually in the starting 13, 17, I don't think there'll be many. No. No, none at all. Um, Clear is out for the next game. Yeah, shoulder injury, isn't it? Yeah, I think he's out for a month, I think, isn't he? Well, they said um, they wasn't sure, but then it's come out this morning that he's been given the green light to put off 
um, the surgery needed and uh, the rehab. So they were expecting him back at the Panthers in four to six weeks, I think it was. So So, uh, whether that will make a massive difference overall. I don't to lose so. one out of that, that that seven on the back line, I don't, well, I don't I mean, think will make a lot of difference. Who's, really, who's second? I mean, who they're going to put in? Reynolds, maybe. He's been there before. Yeah. Mitch Moses, he's playing some really good footy. Um, do you know what? They could even stick Mitchell Pierce back in there yeah. and it won't make a difference. Yeah, I, I'd go with Moses, I think, personally. I think I'd go with Reynolds. I think he's been the second best seven yeah. in the comp so far this year. Yeah. It's not they're not bad options. But it's either one of those three. They're, nah. not, they're not bad options, are they? To have no, I think I could play seven for New South Wales and it's still win. <laughs> <laughs> you could go up against DCE then. Well, then we'll see who, who's better. <laughs> well, you are Daily Cherry Evans. Yeah. <laughs> Fair Start enough. a brawl with um, Daily Cherry Evans. Yeah. Um, the. Um, the only other thing was that um, Cameron Munster, we mentioned him last week, didn't we, around, uh, boot, well, he was booting people last week, wasn't he? This week, <laughs> he's, this week he stuck his knees uh, in the back of Tedesco just, towards the end of the match. Just working his way up, his body, <laughs> innit? Yeah. It'll be like a hip drop next, then it'll be uh, an elbow. And he's had a lot of stick this week for um, like becoming the, the grubbiest player in the, uh, in the comp. Yeah, I think Gus Gould has... Called him out. Yeah. It's called him the grubbiest player in the comp. Yeah. I love Cameron Munster, though. For that? Partly. Yeah. <laughs> Partly. But um, but even, like we said before, even uh, um, coach Craig Bellamy, even Bellamy's not that <laughs> enamoured with him, is he? And it's like, you know, it's a, like, he doesn't he doesn't need to have a hairdryer off uh, Craig Bellamy, does he, about it? He just needs to say, Craig Bellamy just says, needs to cut it out. And that's it, isn't it? It's done. I think there'll probably be a few extra words on in there that we probably can't repeat, but... Probably. But, yeah. It reminds me a little bit like Paulie out of Goodfellas. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Don't, need to, don't need to rant and rave. Just says it and, you know... Yeah. It's done. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, I think the question that I was left with after the origin game was how long will New South Wales dominate for now and uh, I don't think it's good news if you're a Queensland fan that question is it really at the moment nah, not at all because they're quite a young back line as well I think yeah so they're not an agent you're not they're not um, you know they're not like a Cronk a, a Thurston Smith Smith that sort of English, yeah. that sort Slater. of Slater, that yeah. sort of all thirty plus. Yeah, these are these are twenty somethings mm. and young twenty something. Because how old's Cleary? He's only 22, 23. That's ridiculous, isn't it? Isn't it? That's absolutely ridiculous. But um, seventy six six over the two games. Mental, isn't it? Yeah, and I can only imagine what it's going to be come the end of the third game because they're not going to let up. Going to get hundred points. They don't they? let up. They're going to get 100 points. Oh, yeah, definitely. Three games. Definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, right. Well, that's uh, the state of, state of origin. Um, Shall we... Uh, oh, does that mean it's, it's, uh, it's, it's time for this? 
Bobby's stats of the week. Have you got them again? Yeah, he sent them me. Hang on a minute. This, this one game ban is turning into something ridiculous. Not happy. Well, you said you were going to do a poll. I did, and I am actually going to do a poll after this after this um, pod because I'm really not happy about this situation. Why? I don't even know what the stats are this week, so... Let it go. Okay. <laughs> right, he's got <clears throat> four stats this week. Okay. Um, it looks like three, three NRL and one Super League Eng- you, English one. As usual. Yeah. <laughs> Needs to work harder on the English side of it, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, anyway, kicking it off, number one. This week saw New South Wales defeat Queensland 26 0. It is the first time since 2008 that either side has been nilled when Queensland. His grammar's terrible. First time since 2008 that either side has been nilled. The last time was when Queensland won 30 nil in Game 2. It's also the first Queensland side to be nilled in a State of Origin game since 1994, when again, in Game 2, New South Wales won 14 nil. Mm. Since what, 2008? 2008 was the last one, and first Queensland side to be nilled since 1994. And you said, what, his grammar's terrible. It's, there's no, it's all one long sentence, that. You don't like his granddad either. <laughs> uh, funny, aren't you? Yeah. Anyway, second stat. It's the first time since 1997 that no Brisbane Bronco player has been picked to play in Origin. Okay. Except that's not true now because Xavier Coates played. Yeah. So ignore that stat. Ignore that stat. Come on, Bobbles. That's terrible. Um, originally wasn't down to play, was originally it? Originally wasn't down to play. Um, but we'll just say he's a storm player now, so... Yeah, so it's, it's, it's still true. <laughs> Um Chad Townsend has signed for the New Zealand Warriors. If he's to play nine, nine of their remaining ten games, he will he will have played 50 career games for the Warriors despite not being there since 2015. I don't get that. Oh, hang on. When I read them out... No, it's, it's his punctuation and stuff. I, this is terrible. I think we should just gloss over that one. Chad Townsend signed for the Warriors. I think it means... Was he there before? Yeah, he must have been. If he plays nine of the remaining ten games, he will have played 50 career games for the Warriors despite not being there since 2015. Because he was there before? Yeah. That's a terrible start. I think we'll just press the button and end this now, shall yeah. we? <laughs> no, you got the English one yet. I want to I hear this one come out. Oh, God. Due to England's loss to the Combined Nations, it has now been 965 days since England, or Great Britain, has won a game of rugby league. West Wales Raiders have won one more game than England in this amount of time. Oh, no. Well, well done, West Wales Raiders. That's what I say. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I say. I'm just going to press this button really quick. It's Bobby's stats of the week. They need to be better. 
<laughs> That's the worst stats he's come up with this so far. Letting us down here, Bob. Yeah. But he leads us nicely into the England and Combined Nations game, doesn't he? Yeah, so hopefully we can uh, bring this episode back up now after that, after him dragging it, us What down. if people haven't switched off already? Yeah. If you haven't, thanks for staying with us. We'll try, they'll try and get the second hour to be a bit better, a bit more professional. Deary me. Anyway, <laughs> England and the Combined Nations. Yeah, what did you make of that? Um... It wasn't great from an English point of view, was it? No. Again, it's one of those where I wonder how many of those England players would be near the England team if that was the first World Cup game. Maybe. You know, with, with obviously not having the um, NRL players involved. Mm. Uh, and one or two injuries and pullouts. There was a couple of good bits for England, but I just, I don't know, it wasn't, just just to come off, to lose, to what was, what was, a, a, appeared to be a scratch team, really. Yeah, and, and, and that's, that's a bit disrespectful, to be honest, I, I didn't really mean it that way, I just mean that there was a lot of furore about that, that Tim Sheens himself said he had a list of 30, 40 players. Yeah. And, Pick what was left, yeah, and that's what I mean by a scratch team. I don't mean that the team was devoid of talent or anything like that because it wasn't. Um, but it was just that that the circumstances that 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 seven team was picked, mm. and two of the best players for the combined nations should be playing for England. So, yeah, which I thought was odd because I, I thought it was around different nationalities. Yeah, actually three. There's Connor, McGilvery, Hastings. Yeah, you can put Hastings in that, can't you? Definitely. Um, tell you, did love it though. Kenny Edwards. <laughs> he was keen, wasn't he? Wasn't he? Yeah. Um, and I think it was uh, Mossy Masai that was watching and that he said that um, how proud he was that he'd uh, represented his, his heritage so fantastically well. And that uh, he, he was really proud to see him really take on that 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 mantle of the, being the leader of you know in that in that pack. Yeah, um, I, he's a, he's a good player. He's just you know we we've spoke about him previously, haven't we? About like you know he was getting hammered every day or whatever since he's about nine or something stupid. Yeah, yeah. Um, you said about his alcoholism, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. So you know, I think. He's a good player, and um, you know if 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 the keen like that and the you know the rut for it and stuff, I think you want to see that. It shows a bit of passion, and you know that they they want to be there. So, yeah. You got more thoughts about the game itself? Um, I just defensively, England. I just I just thought we looked short all the time. There was like no. No scrambling defense, like it was just it wasn't there. They just seemed to have a lot of walkings. The combined nations, I thought. Um, there was a couple of good bits from an England point of view. Liam Farrell still got it. I thought he was probably England's best player. Probably still the best English second rower in Super League. Yeah, definitely. Um, Test- that's testament to his longevity. Yeah. Um, 
you know, we said it when he was, you know, getting when he was announced in the squad. We said he's probably still the best um, back row in the comp. Uh, the, the Morgan Knowles as well being being thrown in at at prop, which he's not really a prop, is he? But thought he did a really good job, got himself a, a debut try for England. It was a great ball from from Luke Gale, a little double pump and. Do you, do you remember a few years ago, um, towards the end of his career, Andy Farrell made that switch, didn't he, from um, from loose and ended up at, ended up at prop at the end of his Wigan career. Mm. Um, do you think that's something that Morgan Knowles will transition to for at club level? Um, don't know. I don't really see it. Only because he's not he's not very tall, is he? He looks bigger this year. He looks bigger, yeah. Not to- you know, I, I think you know he could probably move from second row and loose. I'm not sure he could then go to like second row not, to prop. Not just yet, anyway. Yeah, but did have a but did have a good game. Was really keen to to take it in. But yeah, 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 yeah. no, you, you're right in what you're saying. He's no. If you look at if you look at the um, props that that are around at the moment, people like Wormsley, Chris Hill. Yeah, people like he's, he's not. Uh, Scott Taylor, people like he's not in that size, is he? No, he, he's he's not. No, um, he's you know I think the the smallest one that I can think of recently is probably Luke Thompson. You know he's not the tallest, but he's quite wide, mm. isn't he? He's quite broad. Morgan knows is mm. neither really. No, Tony Club's to made that transition as well, hasn't he? Yeah, there's, there's been a you know a couple LMS has, has sort of done. Every position in the pack, bar hooker, any. Yeah. Um, the long term, that's where we might we, we might see him. Possibly, he's just, I don't know. He don't seem tall enough or big, in, just big enough in general, really, for a front rower. Where there's also, I mean, there's some news this week about um, Jerome Luai. Um, the Malmeninga's made a play for him, hasn't it? In trying to convert him to play for Australia from Samoa mm. and England have pretty much done the same thing with Morgan Knowles there haven't they with, uh, uh, from Wales to England yeah uh, it's, I mean if you're, if you're eligible you know no disrespect to Samoa or, or Wales but you're going to want to play for Australia or England aren't you so why play for the other team in the first place just I suppose representing your heritage and 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 stuff, and if you can get out and get some international rugby league experience. But not only that, I think it makes international rugby league better. You know, for, for teams like Wales and and Samoa and Tonga and things like that. I mean, look at Tonga now. Now that they've got people like Tal Malolo and Fita, and um, you know, people like that who have swapped. Yeah. Um, allegiances swap back if you like yeah rather than swap two so I don't really mind it too much because I think it just helps international rugby league in general because you get um, stronger players you know uh, all round you know for for every country and whatnot. so yeah I think I'm just never comfortable with the moving I was going to say moving up but you understand what I mean yeah I get get what you're saying and I I do see that from Samoa to Australia or from Wales to England I do do get that but you know if you turned around and and you had what they had in football and said well whoever you make your seeing your debut with that's maybe you, they, you maybe have they to be maybe they wouldn't play they wouldn't 
for, so maybe Morgan Knowles wouldn't have played for Wales in the first place and thought, well, I'll I'll wait until I get picked for England. For yeah, exactly, which then makes yeah. Wales weaker. Yeah, true. There's, there's two sides to that, I think, in rugby league, yeah. Yeah, so... I always get a bit... I think I just get a bit stuck with the... Um, more so, I think, with the uh, the Australasian players and stuff, with the, the heritage side of things. Yeah, because, it, it, you know... It's, I get a bit confused with it. Especially with this Luai one, because it's like, well, he's playing for New South Wales, so he must be from New South Wales, which means he's Australian. But actually, they're trying to get him to play for Australia from Samoa. Yeah. Just a bit bizarre, isn't it? And then you could argue the other way, and you say, well, actually, what is state of origin? Is state of origin um, the best players... In, in the NRL playing against each other in, a, in I suppose, what you could term like an all-star game? Yeah. Or is it a kangaroo's trial? Therefore, if it's a kangaroo's trial, Luai shouldn't be playing. I mean... If, it, he's, if he's playing for Samoa. It's down as the prior and it's down as the, the first one. You know, the sort of all-stars game. It didn't but, used to be. Used, but, to be. used to be a kangaroo's trial. I mean, it, it pretty much is, isn't and it? it and it's, now, but... it's evolved into something it's, as, a, as an event on its own, in effect, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so, I don't really mind it too much because I think it makes International Rugby League better. But, you know, going back to England and the Combined Nations, um, I, I, I don't know, It's just it's, it was a weird one, wasn't it, from an England point of view, because I was expecting us to really sort of win and win win comfortably because of all the, the things that had happened with the Combined Nations. And obviously the players that are playing for the Combined Nations are really good players, but... They only had two sessions. Yeah, but like the, the Aussies that are playing in it and stuff like that, they're not getting anywhere near that kangaroo side. Uh, and they're still beating... Yeah. So it's it's worrying when you look at it like that. Obviously, the the Tongans and Samoans and stuff like that, that and more the the Pacific Islanders, they'll probably end up playing for for you know their their countries. Uh, but you would still expect England to beat Tonga, Samoa, Fiji, you know, and things like that. It, I don't know. It's just a, it was a bit of a weird one for me. Where do you stand on the game post game? Where do you stand on the game as a concept? Um, I, I, I quite liked it um, for, for reasons and then disliked it for other reasons. Um, I think it should be advertised better. Um, I saw a thread on, on Twitter. I can't remember who wrote it, so I do apologise, but it was all about how it's sort of been about before, but it was called like the other nations or something. Um, so they could have, I think it could have been advertised better as like, oh, it's got, you know, this game's got history to it and stuff because we've done it in the past and things like that. Um, I, I think obviously it's it's stronger competition for England than playing the likes of um, France or one of the other home nations, Wales, Ireland, Scotland. Mm. Um, but on the other side, if if you play France, Wales, Ireland, Scotland, one of them, I think that helps them, and I want to. I want us to really try and improve international rugby league. That's my stand on it, because this the all this combined nations are never going to play a test match. No, never going to play a World Cup. No, never going to play a four nations. So no, I I think I am leaning more towards you know I would rather us have played somebody like France, 
because uh, I think it would have been better for France and probably for England. Um, you know, and then when you have the combined nations thing, I think I mentioned it last week about, you know, club supporters. Well, if if he's playing for the combined nations and he gets injured, it's like like what you just said. Well, they aren't really a team. They're not playing in any test games no. or, or World Cups or Tri-Nations or anything like that. So he's like, we've got injured for nothing, really. Yeah. Whereas if he plays for France... It's like, well, he's representing his country. Like you, cap, yeah. yeah, you you understand that. Yeah, I agree. And and I think something like the, the double headers, triple headers would be good as well because they had the ladies match on before, England yeah. and Wales. But what would be good if if they if they still had that um as a first game, if you like, and then had um uh Scotland and Wales, Ireland and Wales, you know, something yeah along those lines. Yeah. And then and, and then the main game as well. So you've got a, you could have a, an international triple header. Yeah, you definitely could. Um, and and I think people would go to that. Well, we were going to go last week, weren't we? We decided against it in the end, didn't we? Yeah, just because everything that had gone on around the it, game. There just seemed to be more bad news around it than good news, wasn't there? Uh, there wasn't that many people there either, unfortunately, was there? No, it didn't didn't look like it. No. Um, and do you think they'll play it again next year? Yeah. Okay. I think they will. Well, let, let's I don't know why, but I just think they will. Okay. Well, let, let's see where we go on that then. Um, other bits of news this week. Uh, Rumours abound uh, that Aidan Caesar could be off to Leeds Rhinos. Uh, Leeds apparently have had um, some negotiations with his with his management team. Uh, and also um, supposedly in for Tom Lynham. Yeah, the the Caesar one is a bit strange. Whether they think they'll, you know, whether they'll put like Gale to six or Caesar to six, but they both seem to be just sort of out and out scrumars, don't they? Although I suppose you they're pretty much the same thing nowadays. So, but yeah, Caesar is Caesar would be a huge signing for Leeds. Um, I I I really like him. I think he's phenomenal. Um, and also the Tom Lynham thing is here, and I think Wigan and 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 another team probably maybe inquiring about his services as well. Um, so we'll wait and see on that one. I'd, I don't grubby grubby a player, Cameron Munster or Tom Lynham. Uh. I think Tom Lynham does it less, but when he does it, it's more spectacular. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's a bigger incident. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, Tommy Makinson signing a new contract, Saints to 2024. Good to keep somebody of his quality in the game. Yeah, I know there's been maybe one or two murmurs that he might try his hand in the NRL, but... Um, I don't think I don't know if anything ever really came of that, but brilliant news for Super League and for St. Helens fans that that he's he's going to be staying. He won't be going to the Bunnies because Wayne Bennett <laughs> won't remember who he is. I don't think will he? No, I don't think so. No, so it's good news. Uh, good news for the game, I think. Yeah. Um, good news for Lee as well this week that uh, a Lee shirt was spotted tonight at the England game in the crowd and, and has, has gone viral on the internet. Was it? I haven't so, seen that. Yeah, well done to Lee. <laughs> Best thing about their season this it year. It is. Uh, 
on the other flip side of that, Jermaine McGilvery has uh, expressed concern that Super League standards have dropped over the last few years. And I think that's I think what's pretty much common, what we all think. Yeah. It's always disappointing to hear it, I think, when uh, one of the major players in the game says it. Yeah, but maybe if a major player in the game says it, then people in the RFL or Super League or whatever might stand up and, and pay attention to it. So Yeah. Uh, more um, on Super League and RFL, there's, there's, a meet, there's been meetings held now for about more, uh, a more joint working and sort of one body, if you like, to make decisions. Which I think everybody wants. Because nobody, we know we we spoke about it in the specials with Gray. There's no clarity, is there, from above about who makes what decision or who's in charge of what, no. and and nothing is ever explained to us no. as fans. So are you saying it's a good thing then if they do that and Ralph Rimmer gets a hundred percent control of rugby league? Um, I think it's a good thing that there's there's more one body and more clarification on. Um, you know, decisions made and things like that. But Ralph Rimmer needs to disappear and disappear quickly. Yeah. I think he already has, actually. I don't, I've don't. i never, I've not heard from him. I've <laughs> not just, seen him. He's just waiting for a payoff. Well, well, I say I've not seen him. I'm not expecting to bump into him on the street. <laughs> but if I did, he'd be getting you, a swift one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he'd be getting a Lee Mossop. But we'll come on to that, Charlie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the only thing that was, I saw this week wasn't rugby. Rugby Union have put three-year expansion. I know, but they've put three-year expansion plans in to extend their number of teams. Mm. I think to thirteen, fourteen, and sixteen. I think yeah, over the next three years. And I'm thinking, I'm sure that they've jumped on this in the midst of our mess. Wouldn't surprise you, would it? Because they're just horrible. But at the end of the day... what you get if you collaborate with Nazis. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just it was just made me think that they, they've got clear plans there. You know, and, we, and again, it's like if, you just sort of bang your head against the wall, Well, don't if you? we're sitting back and saying, no, we're not going to expand or not really got any plans for expansion, well, they're going to say, well, we'll jump on... On this area of the country, Absolutely. and we'll jump on this area of the country before they get in there. Sixteen team league for us, two games plus a magic. If you know what the magic, and add four teams into it, to lose. Uh, York, Featherstone, London, London. There you go, done. Sorry, Bradford. Yeah, they're not in a good way at the minute. I've yeah. seen a lot of complaints about their pitch. It's the in the in-goal areas. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get run over if you dive too close. Can't, <laughs> <don't> you? <laughs> yeah. Well, they they, cut, they used to have corners, didn't they, that they laid down, didn't they? Obviously. Yeah, they went up, didn't they? they yeah. Had like, um, you could, the, um, the kickers were aiming for them so it would bounce back, weren't they? <laughs> yeah. And now yeah. they just sort of said, nah, we'll just, just cut the pitch short. Yeah. But no, I think you're right. I think you know if we upped our team, our, our league to 16 teams, home and away, Magic Weekend. If you want to keep, I think they should keep that. I think it goes down well with fans That's, now, and that'd be 30. That'd be 31 games. But then I think you have to do something with the playoff system, either scrap it or lower yeah. it, or because otherwise you play too many games. Then. Go back to five. 
Well, we were, we've said, five. haven't we? Again? Because that would be a real reward for 16 teams. Yeah. Not eight, or... or you, you could do eight, in effect. Like you could copy the NRL. You could do. I'm not sure our league would be strong enough. Strong enough. But uh, maybe... I, teams I, to, I, do you know what? to play for to make the eight. I would even scrap it. I would even scrap the playoffs, me, personally. First past the... Have a different... Like, go back to the old premiership. Yeah, consumption top yeah. eight at the end of the and season. And then, but but then, if you were playing less league games, or you know, not introducing, well, you could have a stronger international calendar as well. I think. Yeah, yeah, quite agree. Uh, anything else in news? Um, yeah, some sad news coming out of Wigan that that Don Manfred is going to retire at the end of the year. He's come out and and re- announced his retirement. I think see that, this I year think that is out. sad, and I think he's really battled hard to. Overcome. Is it two or three knee constructions? At least two. Um, really sad because I think if he hadn't have had those injuries, he would probably um, be the world one of the world's best wingers. Absolutely agree. And he's still a only twenty seven now. A real, a real talent, becoming into his prime. Yeah, he really would be coming into his prime, um, and that is 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 terribly sad news for rugby league in general. Um, so we just want to you know wish you all the best, Don for. All your future adventures. Absolutely. Here, here. Yeah. And I'm sure every rugby league fan would uh, join us in that. Yeah, definitely. Um, sticking with Wigan for a second, Bevan French is out for the season with, um, I think, it's, is it his hamstring? Uh, but anyway, the, the, the injury is keeping him out for the rest of the season. He tore it off the bone or something yeah. when he first did it. Ouch. Yeah. Um, but he said that he will be staying for 2022. Okay. Which is good for Super League again. Yeah. Whether he will or not, I'm not. I don't know. I'm not so sure. I think he probably have to because um, if he got an injury that that's ba- that bad, mm. I'm not quite sure that somebody in the NRL would take a chance on him. Based on that, they probably see how he goes next year. I don't know. I always think that somebody, one of the 16 teams, would just because the the salary cap's so much bigger. Mm. Yeah. I feel like one of the teams would take a punt on squeezing him in there. Yeah. But. Good, good for Super League. Anyway, if he does, um, we mentioned Gaz Gale, didn't we? Um, last Featherston, week, yeah. playing, playing amateur rugby league two years ago. Yeah, thanks now to he's, the uh, he's uh, uh, the, uh, bullock the bullock shed. The bullock shed yeah, um, you know, he's, and now he's he's top try scorer in um, the championship, and has probably gone even further ahead in. Top try scorer because he got himself six tries for Featherstone against Newcastle. Well done, Gaz. And uh, apparently is now in advanced talks to sign with the Rhinos. Right, like anybody that's any good from Featherstone normally does. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, but well done. Well Brilliant. done to him. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's. About all the news I've got, I've got mentioned Chad Townsend joining the Warriors with him uh, immediately. Obviously, it was part of Bobby's stats. Yeah, if you can call him that. Um, anyway, <laughs> but yeah, I think that, that that's about it for me. Maybe we should just ask people to send stats in and change the jingle. Yeah, so it's just like everybody's stats of the week. Yeah, this is your warning, Bobby, to pull your finger out, mate. Exactly, I think so. Yeah, so. Well, um, <clears throat> Super League. Yeah, um, Super League. Should we start off with the um, the season's most niggliest game? Yes. Salford 12, Lee 38. There was 
there was fights breaking out all over. Yeah, well, I think was the two red cards, <laughs> two three sim binnings. Yeah, but the the best one, well, not the best one. I thought it was the best one <laughs> was the Lee Mossett one. The proper biff. Yeah, um, uh, there was a bit of something in the must have been something uh, in the tackle when he tackled Conrad Oral. Conrad Oral played the ball and then ran after Lee Mossett. And Lee Mossett just turned around and went bang. Yeah. And and I think Conrad Urull put after the um on his on his Twitter after the game, had a quick nap today, but woke up to find out the boys had got the job done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, put him to sleep for a little bit. I did. Thought um thought Luke Gale was excellent. It's really starting to come to, to form, I think, now Gale again. Yeah, I didn't think he was fantastic for the England game. Um, oh, club level, I think he's playing a lot better. In but for but Leeds. quickly turned it round for Leeds. Uh, well, playing you know on the Sunday. Uh, um, credit to you know them players that played two games in forty eight hours. You know, and players. again, this is the whole mess of the thing with some of these games, isn't it? Which yeah, you know, I'm sure we'll the, mention the, the, the seasons turn into a bit of a joke, and even more so for this week. Yeah, um, really good try for Morgan Escaray as well. Yeah, the the right the end on it. Yeah, he, he did well, but thirty eight twelve, another disappointing week for Salford. Yeah, um, um, and another disappointing week uh, for Wigan Warriors. Yeah, and Wakefield fourteen, uh, Wigan six, which I think we both tipped Wakefield, didn't we? For yeah, to win. Yeah, I know. The, I know. I know. Wigan have got a few injuries, but looking at some of the, uh, the replies on Twitter and. So on the forums and stuff, they're really, really not happy with Adrian Lamb and the, the style that they're playing, which seems to be the case for a lot of teams at the minute. Yeah, I think... Do you know what? I think we might explore that a bit more fully next week. Yeah. Well, I think we might have that as our feature next week. I think it's... Looking like forward. An, an Aussie effect, I, I think. think. So. Yeah, I, I think, think we might have a, a crystal ball edition next week. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Um, I think that's three losses in a row, I think. Yeah. Wigan. And it's not looking great because uh, Wednesday night, tomorrow night, they play Warrington, and then on Sunday they play St. Ellen's. They could be on the back of five losses in a row. Yeah. Um, yeah. A um, couple of things on that. I mean, I suppose, I suppose it wasn't sixty-two nil this time. Yeah. And <laughs> Matty Ashurst. Is, has there been a better low key signing over the last few years than 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 him? Um, I think he's been excellent for. He I think been he's excellent. been excellent for Wakefield. He has been not, excellent. Not just today, not just in this game, but I think for a, a really prolonged period of time. He's a very very um, solid player, and he was, he, he was he was even very good when he was at Saints. Um, I'm not really quite sure how he ended up getting away because I didn't think at the time I didn't think he'd, he'd done anything particularly wrong. I think who was the other one that was there with Dixon, Dick, Andrew Dixon. He, yeah. He's been about, and he? he's, he's been, been about. But Ashurst, I think, has really had a really solid well, career. Even, at even Dixon has, has turned out to be a, you know a really sort of underrated solid player. Yeah. Um, even though he's he's travelled about a bit, but yeah. but yeah, Matty Ashurst has, has been excellent and. Uh, a real, like you say, underrated. I think so. Player. Yeah. Um, Castleford six, uh, Catalans sixteen. Uh, the experiment with Liam Watts at uh, scrum half. Yeah, didn't 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 quite work. 
I thought he should be playing for England, to be honest. Yeah. When I saw him playing for Cass, I didn't re- immediately think of him when I saw the squad, but then when I saw him playing for Cass, I was like, I'm not quite sure he's not in the England squad because it did look a bit lightweight and ended up being more lightweight when Walmsley had to drop out. Particularly when you've got Knowles then. Yeah. Moving, as we've said, to, to prop. Yeah. So, yeah, I totally agree. Um, I totally agree. But Catalan press on relentlessly at the moment. Very relentlessly. I was watching, I, I mean, I didn't actually get a chance to watch that game, so I only watched the, the highlights, but every single clip, bar the cast try, Catalan's had the ball. And they probably benefited through not really having an involvement yeah. in the England combined nations yeah, game. Yeah, because there's no French their, players. Their well. preparation's totally unaffected by that, really. Definitely. It's a bit like Parramatta and State of Origin. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. Yeah. But, I mean, on Catalans, their away form has always been their undoing yeah. the last few years. And this time doesn't seem to be. No, Steve McNamara seems to have got them really going, doesn't he? Yeah. And who'd have thought that when he was Bradford and I, England coach? I agree. And I think for Catalans, I think it's all about culture. Yeah, it, we've seen it. We've said it before. It's not had a great culture, has it? We've said it before. When you've had people like Dave Taylor, who've come in and then suddenly put about three stone on for no reason from eating loads of cheese and drinking loads of wine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I think, I think the influence of James Maloney this time, yeah, as I, I think has given a lot more, should we say, professionalism or a lot more. Uh, determination, I think, into the into that squad. Yeah, and I think when you you know when you chuck players around him like um, Sam Tompkins, yeah, who's um, who's arguably playing the the best rugby league of his career. Yeah, yeah, especially since he's come back from the NRL. Yeah, um, Dean Barre, um, and then your you, you French players like yeah Benjamin Garcia. Yeah, you know people like that. Because obviously the French lads are going to want to play anyway, aren't they? Yeah, and I think they've also dealt with the Israel Falau situation pretty well. It's like they've sort of, without really saying it, they've said, "Okay, well, we're not letting you go just because you want to go." Mm. Um, with I think there's probably been an element of compensation from the Queensland Rugby League, probably behind yeah. the scenes. Yeah, but they've said, "Well, we don't need you. See you later." Yeah. And they've been quite ruthless about about that as well, and I, I quite like that. Yeah, I do. It just winds me up that yeah. he's ended up actually playing for in this Queensland comp. I, it's yeah, like, I agree. Do you want to show any more disrespect? Uh, yeah, I agree. But they've they've brushed it off. Whereas I think other times that's happened to them, it's not helped their cause. Mm. Um, they've, they've unearthed a gem in Arthur Mog. He, yeah, he's exciting. Yeah, and you know. They've they've really I think they've they've really you know stepped up. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, Could be the first non-English winner of the Super League this year. Definitely, yeah, okay. definitely could. Um, Hull seventeen, Huddersfield ten. Four. Uh, uh, a bit of a, a, a funny game, this, isn't it? I mean, Huddersfield had, had named a, a thirteen-man squad earlier in the week. Yeah. Um, They'd they'd done what your team do, yeah. aimed a thirteen man squad. Except they got more players by the game day. Yeah, your team seems to get less. All right, <laughs> and Hull had fourteen players out. I don't understand where all these like 
Is COVID really at people that bad? Because surely that's... I mean, we get injuries every year, but it's never been this bad. Yeah. So is it a lot to do with... Do they not wash their hands in Yorkshire? <laughs> I don't think you can say... You can't say that. No, but it just... But that's where it seems to be. It's all the Yorkshire teams. Yeah. Yeah. And yet when you read the, when you read the news and the, and the, the things on, the, on COVID and the stats and things, it's places like Bolton and... And Bury and Burnley and Oldham and things like that. They, yeah. they have the, the the stats for it, but the, the, it just seems to be all the Yorkshire teams that have got all the COVID cases, That's like true, at yeah. Leeds, and then you know the, the Uddersfield have had to cancel games, haven't they? And um, UKR had to cancel theirs against St Helens last week. Yeah, and I think they're off again this week. Um, uh, it's, I think they were, they were due to play Catalan, and it's it's not. Yes, on. that's right. Yeah, and and Cass have. We're supposed to play St. Helens tomorrow night. Yeah, we'll that's, come on to that in the, the, the preview, I think, and we'll look at that in a second. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's yeah, it just there was a, an enormous amount of players out. Huddersfield went 10 0 up. And yeah, yeah, and then 17 10. 17 unanswered points. Um, Good for Hull to have that. Yeah, they were they were buzzing with that win, weren't yeah, they? Yeah. Um, just yeah, I mean, Mark Sneed looked good as well for for Hull. I thought, um, just see, it's it's a bit weird, isn't it? Because it's just like everybody's got X amount of players out because mm. of this and because of that, and it's just it's it's just a bit worrying now for the rest of the season, really. And then finally, uh, Warrington forty four, Lee eighteen, Gareth Widdop to me looks like he's playing for the NRL contract. I'm surprised he weren't in the England squad as well. Yeah, and I haven't really got much to say about that game other than where will Blake Austin end up? Don't know. Will he stay over here? Will he go back home? I don't know. I've heard both. I've heard both. I think I've heard Leeds. I think I've heard Huddersfield. Um, I'm sure there's one more. I just can't remember who it is. All KR, apparently, at well in there. I think he'll stay in Super League, personally. Yeah, I do. I think there's too many... I don't, I don't know. He's not. I don't think he's been playing that good to not, go back to the NRL. All the rumours that I've heard have all been from Super League clubs, not... Yeah. I think he would yeah. want to go home. But I'm not sure he's got that option on the table. No. No. Um, I don't know, because on his days, he's, he's fantastic. The trouble is, when you look at it over the last couple of years, he's not had enough of those days, has he? No, it doesn't seem to be. His first year was phenomenal, and then then, then last year he was. I thought he was probably really bad, and then this year, this year I think he has been helped out by the fact that Widdop has been playing so good. Yeah. So maybe it's not that he's he hasn't been playing well. It's just that the spotlight isn't on him all the time like it has been over the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, and then on our last little segment, we've got a few fixtures to, to look ahead to, haven't we, this week? We have. We've got one less, though, because um, uh, on a Wimbledon theme, Castleford have Benoit paired it. I don't get the reference. Well, Benoit Pair played Diego Schwartzman at Wimbledon. Right. Um and they had to come back. He, he, Schwartzman won the first two sets, 6-3, six, 6-4. 
and then they had to come back the day after because it had gone dark. Except Benoit Pair, which is the game I was watching, Benoit Pair wanted to carry on, even though it was going dark, because he was a bit like, oh, just, just get me out of here. Right. Anyway, comes back the next day, loses the next set, the last, the, the third set in 19 minutes, wins five points in the whole set, and gets a code violation for not trying, for throwing the game in. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Um. And then one of the crowds shouted at him, you're wasting everyone's time. And then he goes into the press conference and says, I don't play for the crowd, I don't, call, I don't care what they think, I play for myself and that's it. <laughs> right. So Castleford, unfortunately, because they can't raise a team, have Benoit paired it and gave Saints a 24-0 win this week. Do you think they, I don't know, you, would, you wouldn't like to think so, but do you think they've avoided Saints so that they don't really know what the Saints coming up against? Challenge Cup final. It's only been a lot of people saying that they've avoided this match because of the final. Well, it's only two weeks on Saturday, isn't it? Mm. Um, and yeah, so yeah, so there's no surprises. Nothing. Um, I think Saints been a bit of. Well, they they had the game against all a, a teams picking and choosing when they play. I don't know what I don't understand. They lost the whole KR game, didn't they, Saints? And now, yeah. Now, but now they've been given a win for this exactly. one because it's not COVID. If it's COVID related, yeah, I think the you think you can rearrange it. Mm. But they were saying that the academy are Castleford are saying the academy are isolating, and they've got too many injuries, so they just can't they can't raise a team. What I do think is at top level sport, that's. I don't think that's great. No, it's terrible. Absolute terrible. You know, that's what we have squads for and stuff, and I'm I'm just not convinced that there's that many injuries. To lose fixtures to you know, it's like giving somebody oh, we've got a lot of injuries in the Premier League, um, so we'll give United a three a three nil win. Mm. I, I, you just can't see that, can you? It, it would never happen. No. It would never happen. And then I I've I've seen, you know, people not not so much for this game, but other games. You know, oh, this is what your academy is for. Like, use your elite academy, and it's like we said it last week. You can't just throw academy players in. No, you can't. Top they, level it's dangerous. Yeah. Not, not on block. Yeah, no, do more harm than good. Yeah. Um, uh, and Ka- and Catalans versus Hull KR is also off as well. Yeah. So, uh, but you, you're right when you said uh, tomorrow night when you said uh, Wigan versus Warrington. Mm, yeah. I, I think Warrington, and it, I mean, it's not looking good for Wigan. They've got a lot of injuries and stuff and not playing particularly well. And Warrington, Warrington are probably playing the best rugby in the league at the minute. They're the form team, aren't they? Yeah, the definitely. Them and Hull KR. Yeah, definitely. I, I think Warrington will win this one, and I think they'll win it comfortably, and I'm going to say Warrington by 18. Yeah, I'd go along with that, I think. 16. Mm. Yeah, I'd go along with that. Salford, Wakefield? Um, Wakefield? Finding a bit of form, aren't they? I think they'll be too strong for Salford. Yeah, I think Salford we've said it before. They've not shocking. been far away, Wakefield, and I think they won too much. When they won three of the last four or something, Wakefield, yeah. Salford are in desperate need of a win. Um, but it just doesn't look like it's going to come, and I think Wakefield will probably win by sixteen. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Huddersfield, Catalan. Um. I suppose it depends who just feel can get back. 
I know they had a couple playing in the combined nations. We just don't know at the moment with with injuries and these these other games and they've played players have played two games in three days that sort of thing. Yeah, so we just don't know what the squads are going to be, which is why I'd obviously favour Cat on that because they again goes back to that undisturbed preparations. Definitely, I think Catalan, and I'm going to say Catalan by 22. Mm, I'm going to go 28. I think they'll get a mm. a drubbing in. Uh, Leeds versus Lee. Leeds. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I think my team would beat Lee. <laughs> Leeds, t- 32. Yeah, I'm going to say 28. Because they've been playing well again, I think Leeds. Fan, starting to find a bit of form and um, yeah, it's a bit too strong. I'll ask you the same questions we do every week. If Salford played Lee this week, who would win? I think you could flip a coin. I've no idea. Uh, Salford still just. Yeah, you said Lee the other week. That's all. It's just that you've. you've I thought Salford them. played some okay stuff against Leeds, and they were in it for Can't a bit. Can't wait for that game now. <laughs> it could send one of them down. Could do. Could do. Um, and then Sunday, um, the biggest game in rugby league, which it is. I know. The, I know people argue. One way or another, Hull and Hull KR, Leeds, Bradford, etc. But Saints Wigan, to me, I think is the, is the biggest game in Super League. Yeah, I agree. Um, so I, and that's on Sunday. So I, I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, definitely. Um, could it, it, I don't know? It could be a tricky one. I know that we're saying that you know Wigan um, have got a lot of injuries and aren't playing particularly well. But form sort of goes out the window, doesn't it, in a derby. And, and Saints having, you know, a couple of games called off might be a bit rusty. Mm. Um, but I think Saints probably favourites going into it. I'll probably say Saints by 10. Yeah, I'll, I'll go Saints. Uh, I'm going to go 18. Yeah. I think Saints will win comfortably. Um, um, Monday night, yeah, we, Monday we've got some game. more games, haven't we? We're back, we're back to Hull Monday, and Salford. Monday night footy. Um, yeah, I think probably Hull with Salford having played Thursday night. Um, I th- and I think Hull anyway. Yeah, um, but, but that definitely won't help Salford. I'm going to say Hull by twenty six. Yeah, I got twenty for that. But yeah, I agree. Uh, Warrington v Leeds, that's an interesting one. Also on a Monday night. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, um, I think Warrington, no. I think Warrington by 14, I'm going to say. Yeah, okay. And then I think to Tuesday, when we're recording next week, we'll we'll see Huddersfield and Cass at the same time. Yes, so you know you can either watch Huddersfield and Cass or you can listen to us on a Tuesday night. I know which one I'd pick. Doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, that is a tricky one to predict. You it know? is because Castleford. I think Castleford will win because I think they'll have had a rest and got loads of players back. Yeah, I. I'm going to say Huddersfield. Okay, I'm going to go Cast for that one. I'm going to say Huddersfield by eight. Okay, so anything else? No, uh, not from me. I think just about wraps us up, doesn't it? Um, Obviously, there's a lot of fixtures coming over the next seven days. Got shout-outs. Yeah, you got some shout-outs. Yeah, I've got a... 
Well, first, I've got a couple of special shout-outs, actually. There's a little story behind one of them. Okay. So, first of all, um, uh, uh, first of all, hello to Omar, Omar Alwari, uh, who's a Leeds fan who follows us on Twitter. Um, and I think he's uh, also volunteered to uh, uh, speak about Leeds when we need to as well. So, uh, hello to Omar. And then our other special shout-out is, I was at Wimbledon this week. Have I mentioned it? Uh, you might have done. Right. Well, I was, in, I was in the queue for the bar at Wimbledon, and um, there was a, a guy in front of me uh, with an Australian accent. So the first question you ask is... Who's your team? Exactly. And he said... I don't know. I'm from Brisbane. But I support no. the Manly City. <laughs> no, he said, I'm a Broncos fan. Oh, right. So really, I just put my head in my hands. Right. And he was like, anyway, while we're in this 10-minute this queue for the, for the bar, we had a chat about Broncos and state of origin. And uh, he was a little bit despondent. But um, he had uh, a, a lovely daughter with him. He was only about six. And she was running around in a Queensland shirt. Uh, Wimbledon and like she was dead proud of this Queensland shirt that she was she was wearing so they were big Broncos fans so I'm going to say a big shout out and a big hello to Nathan and Ivy from Brisbane uh, who I think are still over here um, but um, um, let us know if you get the shout out uh, and drop us a drop us a message because I promised them that I would give them a shout out and I promised Ivy that things would get better for Queensland things would get better for the Broncos and um, and she was uh, uh, and she wanted to hear her name on the uh, on the radio. So, hello to Nathan, and hello to Amy. Yes. So, and that does our shout outs for the week. Excellent. So, I, and I think that's that wraps us up. Yes, yes, it does. So, there's plenty of games to go out this week. So, wherever you're watching your rugby league, enjoy yourselves. And it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. Goodbye. Goodbye.